Morning, everybody. How are we doing? Just want everyone to know that I mowed my lawns and did some of the edges. So uh, congratulations to me. It's once a year when that actually happens, which is normally the Saturday of the family, family lunch. Oh, boy. In fact, I can't even claim to have mowing my lawn. My dad did that. So anyways, we are here. Good on Dad. Jimmy, hey, Sunday. We're having a, having a barbecue on Sunday in a couple of weeks' time, are we? Very good, very good. How about we pray and then let's get into the Word of God, eh? Lord, today we thank you for the opportunity we have to be a part of a family, the family that is called Bayside Church. Lord, the church is not a building. We don't come to a church. We are the church of the living God. God, today we thank you for the opportunity we have to serve you and also to serve others, God. Lord, we love you and we love others, God. Let it become our, you know, continue to, let, let it continue to grow in our hearts as we're already living and walking through this, God. In Jesus' name, amen. So this morning I want to, I was going to talk about the cross, but, but I felt really impressed today to talk about the Good Samaritan. Today, um, as we will have come after me in the service, we're, we're going to be thanking a whole bunch of people that serve in the local house um, for, for the great things that you do. Jimmy will be leading that shortly. So I wanted to just look a little bit along that theme a bit, us serving others, us being a part of a family and body of people. So if you have a Bible or an app, we don't have it up on the screen today because I thought, hey, let's, uh, let's get our Bibles out. Let's get your apps out. Turn to Luke chapter 10 or swipe to Luke chapter 10. Uh, verse 25, we're going to start. So find that now in your apps and your Bibles. And um, that'll be a really good place for us to start. It's a story about the Good Samaritan, a man who culturally, you know, comes from a, from a history of Jews and Samaritans um, getting on like um, the north and south pole of a magnet. So we all got it now, Luke 10, 25. Somebody has. Luke 10, 25, I'm reading from the NIV. One, on one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus answered, he said, you have answered correctly, do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, when he was attacked by robbers, they stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him, or the King James says he had compassion. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, poured on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said. And when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Of which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, 
go and do likewise. In this parable from the Bible, Jesus speaks about four different people, but I want to speak about six because, you know, I'm greedy and stuff. (laughs) The first one is the victim. In this story, the man who was robbed and was going about his way was the one who was attacked. And at times we can feel like we're in that situation as well. Some of us have physically been robbed and attacked. Others of us feel like, you know, sometimes things aren't going our way and we're feeling, you know, we're feeling rent or, 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 or ripped apart. Some other people, you know, and in that situation when we're sort of standing there or, or living life, we, we sort of, I don't know, we just feel like we're on the side of the road. Anyone felt like that at times? I'm sure we all have because we're all human beings. But there's, been a, there's a time like that and, and you sort of look around and you think to yourself at times, gee, just people seem to be ignoring me. People seem to be not connecting with me. I don't feel like I've got that, oh, got that love, somebody to stand by me and pick me up. It was sort of the same for this fella. He was sitting on the side of the road, broken, sore, hurt, robbed, had no clothes. And along came three people. So the second person is the priest. The priests were those that were there to serve God and the people by teaching the law of God. So they were the teachers and fulfilling the ceremonies and dictates according to God's law. So remember in the Old Testament, there's a whole bunch of stuff about different sacrifices and things they had to make. They served in the temple on behalf of God and the people. So they were full-time workers for, for the church, for want of a better word, for the temple. <clears throat> I notice in the, in the parable that he moved to the other side of the road. He didn't just wander past checking his phone. He moved to the other side of the road deliberately to go away from this guy when he saw him. We don't know. Maybe he was on a tight schedule. Maybe he didn't have the time. Maybe he didn't have the, the, the money. Maybe he was in his priestly clothes and didn't want to get dirty or whatever it might have been. So there would have been plenty of things, I'm sure, that he could have justified with. Or maybe he just didn't want to get involved. The Levite, so this is the third person, there's a distinction made here by Jesus between the priests and the Levites. The Levites were not necessarily priests. All priests were of the tribe of Levi. But the Levites were the deacons, you know, a deacon in a church, someone that runs around and, and gets things organized and that sort of stuff. So still full-time workers for the church or for the, for the temple, but they were the people that helped out, the practical ones. I, I could use the um, international study Bible called Google, and it came back with this. It said, in short, all priests are Levites being selected from the tribe of Levi, but not all Levites are priests. Those Levites who were not priests were assigned duties connected with the tabernacle. They were, assi- uh, they were assistants to the priests and they prepared the cereal offerings and they cared for the courts and chambers of the sanctuary. So you can see the distinction. So the first guy was like, he was like the boss and the next guy down was, was like the worker, the servant around the, around the temple. I also note that the Levite, when he saw the guy, passed him on the other side of the road. Interesting, hey? The fourth guy, the Samaritan. Do you know much of the history of the Samaritans and the Jews? Basically, the Samaritans and the Jews were like two warring factions in New York 
the New York gangs back in the 70s or whenever it was. They were they hated each other and they fought each other and they didn't agree with their own political each other's political views and they didn't agree with each other's religious views. So they were like bang 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 sort of sort of things. And the the Jews had a very negative point of view towards the Samaritans. They did not like them at all. The Samaritans weren't invited in. And yet here we have this Samaritan man crossing those cultural boundaries where the full-time workers in the church did not. Interesting, hey? Without any prejudice, politically or doctrinally, this guy took his own time, his own money, and his own his own cultural stuff and, and said, you know what, I'll go through all that and I will serve and look after this fella. The Bible there talked about two denarii and mentioned that uh, and, and that is an equivalent of about two days of wage. So if you imagine your weekly wage, he took two days of your weekly wage and, and spent that on this guy. That's a pretty big commitment. He told the innkeeper on top of that that he would pay anything else that came up. What an incredible person, hey? I'm reminded of a scripture that says this, whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, assuredly I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. Incredible, eh? This morning, I, I just want to highlight this point quickly because we've got a whole bunch more things we want to do today. But I just want to highlight this point quickly that that, that sometimes we've got to go beyond where we're at. And I count myself so blessed to be, a church, to be a part of a church where it's almost second nature for us to go the extra mile because it's not a common thing. Do you know what I mean? I count myself so blessed that, that if, I, you know, if, if I have a need, I can go talk to some close friends or, or people in my, in my family to say, hey, I'm feeling a bit frustrated. At times I'll give Jimmy a ring and say, bup, 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 bup. and then other times he'll ring me back and say, bup, 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 bup. and you know, I think it's a, a great blessing to be a part of a church where, where, where the greatest times are in the, in the catch-up time in the middle of the service and a cup of tea afterwards. Like how many churches that you've been a part of in your life actually stay back for nearly an hour after the service talking? Do you know what I mean? We, we, we are a blessed community and in my opinion, we live this life. Do you know what I mean? And I think for me personally that, that it's not about, you know, often people come here and say, well, who are the senior pastors of this church? Who are the senior ministers of this church? To me, it's less about that and as Pastor Rob said last week, we are the ministers. You, me. Everyone, we are the ministers. I love the community. I love the, I love the core belief from within this church that says, I'm for you. You know, there's going to be times when we need help. There is. There's going to be times when we're feeling down, downhearted and downtrodden. And, and that's why you've got, you know, your friends and that's why you've got your connect groups. Um, but, but that's who we are as a church. So can I encourage you to, to keep powering on in where things are at, in, in the way we interact and the way we do. We, you know, we just love our chats, you know. Do you know what I mean? We love it. Like yesterday, we had the first people turn up at 1 o'clock helping us to get ready and the last was you, I think, that left at 9.30 or something like that. 
So, so we had eight, you know, there was people still at our place to nine o'clock at night. Not because I was giving money out for people to stay, but we have community. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't a financial thing. <laughs> it wasn't a, in, in fact, in a lot of ways, like Miriam was saying, she was running around, um, running around cleaning things up and doing stuff for us. So, so we are a community and a very blessed community that, that this is core to our DNA. Let's look at Jesus, the fifth person I want to, want to share in this. Um, just get your swipey things out and jump to John chapter 18, your Bibles, John to 18. I'm reminded of Jesus when he showed us the ultimate sacrifice. Do you know that he was in a place of authority and yet he gave it all away to die on a tree for us? To me, that's the ultimate sacrifice of the Good Samaritan. If you've got John 18, verse 33, let's have a look at that together. Then Pilate went back into the headquarters, summoned Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Are you asking this on your own or have others told you about me? I'm not a Jew, am I? Pilate replied, Your own nation and chief priests handed you over to me. What have you done? My kingdom is not of this world, Jesus said. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I would be handed over to, so that I wouldn't be handed over to the Jews. <clears throat> Excuse me. As it is, my kingdom does not have its origin here. You are king then, Pilate asked. You say that I'm a king, Jesus replied. I was born for this. And I have come into the world for this. To testify the truth, everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. What is truth, said Pilate. After he had said this, he went out to the Jews again and told them, I, found no, I find no grounds for charging this man. Isn't it incredible that Jesus knew I was born for this? We are given a couple of commandments by Jesus. Mark 12, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. John 13 says, a new commandment I give to you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Can I encourage us when sometimes we feel a bit ripped off by people? when we feel a bit jaded by, by people that we've given our best to, we've thrown our pearls in front of swine and that sort of stuff, can I encourage us, go back to the cross. Let, let, let the blood of Jesus wash that stuff off us and always be a people of pure heart that, that have others that are more important than me. Amen? The final group is, is us as a congregation, Bayside Church. It's with this example and these commands from the scripture that we serve God for the sake of others, for the sake of your neighbor. Even when our neighbors at times drive us nuts. We had a neighbor that drove me absolutely nuts. She's moved. That's good. <laughs> it is not about I will love my neighbor when I feel like it, Steve McPherson, living at 29 Aldershot Road, Lang Warren. But I will rather love my neighbor as a priority regardless of where I'm at. God, let the blood flow over my life and cleanse me. 
It's Jesus' command. It's not about our position or our title or our status. Ever talk to someone who just thinks they're that little bit better than you? That's not our way here, eh? It's not about our position, our title or our status. It's not about whether you drive a nice car or, a, you know, an old HX Kingswood. It's about loving Jesus and loving each other and having the personal value inside of us. I will go and do likewise, regardless of any prejudice that I might have. Does that mean that we become the, um, the provider of every need that every person has? No, not unless you've got billions of dollars. That would be very difficult. But, but be open to hear what God is saying to you in a very practical way. And, and again, can I just emphasize, I'm so glad to be a part of a church where this is our DNA. From, from people like Dan who, who went to do the sleep at the G and, you know, for the, for the folk that are serving with the Sunday school kids, sorry, kids men, kids, that's old-fashioned, um, to the music people, to the, you know, the people at the back that do all the, all the behind-the-scenes work. Um, we love each other, and that's so important. You know, we're not perfect. Can I encourage you that if you are feeling neglected and left out, to find someone to chat to and just, just simply share. Find someone that you trust to chat to and simply share your heart um, because we're not mind readers. You know, at times God will give us words of prophecy, but we, we don't have every little thing. We don't know everything that's going on. And let us know what your needs are then practically as we can. You know, there's some things we can do to help. Other things, all we can do is stand beside you and pray and tell, tell you that we're here for you. Just remember that every person in this church is a minister. And, and that is each one of us. You know, we don't have to be qualified to, to, to love and, and minister to other people. So if I look across this congregation, there's 100 odd people, 120 odd people who are ministers in this place. Amen? Groovy. So today we want to honour a whole bunch of people in our church um, for for specific giving, but I want to honour every person. Thank you for your, um, the the DNA, the heart that's within you and us as a congregation. Just before we um, start praying for people, I want to leave you with this one thought, and this comes from the Message Bible or Message Translation. Matthew 10.42 says, We are intimately linked in this harvest work. Everyone who accepts what you do accepts me, the one who sent you. Anyone who accepts what I do accepts my Father who sent me. Accepting a message of God is, a good, is as good as being God's messenger. Accepting someone's help is as good as giving someone help. This is a large work I've called you into, but don't be overwhelmed by it. You see what I'm saying? Don't be overwhelmed. It's okay. Do your little bit. Um, and don't try and be anybody else, if I can just throw that in. You know what I mean? <clears throat> if I tried to do mixed job, it would be a disaster in every single possible way. And probably if he tried to do mine, it would be much the same. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And, and when it comes to our personalities, don't try and be like, you know, be like somebody else. Be who you are. Be true to who you're called to be. Back to where we were. So this is a large work I've called you into, but don't be overwhelmed by it. It is best to start small. Give a cool cup of water to someone who is thirsty, for instance. The smallest act of giving or receiving makes you a true apprentice. You won't lose out on a thing. What a great way to finish, eh? Father, this morning we we just honour you as our Lord and Saviour. 
God, we honor you as, as, as the one that put the DNA inside of us. Lord, we thank you for, for being part of such an awesome church, an awesome community and family. God, we aren't perfect, and you know that, but Jesus, you are. Holy Spirit, you are. Holy Spirit, I would ask this day that you would encourage every person in this, in this community known as Bayside Church, God, to, to, to feel the, 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 you know, the strength on the inside to ask for help when it's needed and also to show that help, to give a glass of cool water. Lord Jesus, we acknowledge you as our Saviour and our Lord in this place, in this day. In Jesus' name, amen. So on that note, we're going to ask two people to come up the front, being Michael and Danielle, if that's all right with you guys. Because we want to pray for you, because you're heading off to the lovely southeast warm climate of southeast Queensland, from what I hear. So, can you guys come on up? We would like to honour you as a couple. Um, just some of the things that these guys have done over the journey and in, in this place. Michael and Danielle have been tirelessly serving as as some of our ushers and and coordinators in this area, and uh, which has been absolutely brilliant. Danielle has also been involved in prayer at the healing rooms which I remember going there one night and you were laying hands on people and people going left right and center um prayer warriors um care was it Careline as well I think you're involved in Careline and been a part of this church for six seven years from what I understand so what we want to do is pray for these guys now we don't do this for every person that comes and goes but these guys have sown danielle's sown a lot with prayer and a lot of energy with her worship which is always good when you're a worship leader <laughs> and um we want to bless them as they go like i said we don't do this for everybody because you just can't but but for these guys we really want to honor them as as you know people that have had a significant impact in our lives and and thing over a number of years so can i have the core leadership team come up and we're going to pray for these guys and how about we stand and lift up our hands and do all that Christian-y sort of stuff? In faith, we do that. And uh, let's bless this couple, eh? Sorry. Lord, today as a congregation, God, we, we bless this couple as, as they head off to the next adventure and the next part of their life. Jesus, we thank you for Danielle and we thank you for Michael, God, for their, you know, their just steadfast service and, and work for your church. God, they live and they breathe the, the community aspect of Bayside. Father, we bless them abundantly as they go and, and we ask, God, that this next chapter of their life will, will just be an outstanding chapter in every way, you know, from a financial perspective, from a health perspective, from a lifestyle perspective. God, we pray that you would knit them into a church community up there and God, pray your blessings from us as Bayside Church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.